Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is That's a Crime. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for another crime. Yeah, and an interesting topic. I don't think we've tackled this exact style of crime. I think you're right. This is a new one for us. Yeah. And today we're breaking down the true crime story of the master shoplifter steals millions in merchandise in 2012. Yeah, you got to be stealth. You have to be stealth to pull that type of load, if you will, in stealing merchandise. Yeah, I cannot wait to break this thing down. But before we do so, a word from our sponsor. Yes, indeed. Support for That's a Crime is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get... 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code that's a crime at manscaped.com. Perfect. I like to get the business out of the way early, Sal. Now we delve into this episode. So you're absolutely right. We've only done lighter things here and there, coin thief, and, and lighter. We talked about this before we started recording, meaning no one was hurt. Yeah. Right. There's still yeah. people impacted. I mean, sure. this is light. However, it could have changed the cost of goods, things, this, that, and the other. Security gets beefed up. I don't know, but it's not a good thing. And this particular thief, master shoplifter, it just caught my eye because some of the articles I read, Sal, called him a toy thief. And then I thought, yeah. oh, I got to do this. Sal will love this. And then I delved into it more and it was more diverse than just toys. So, yeah. And you know what? I've seen a lot of this, not to the degree where I thought we would have a whole episode on it, but <laughs> over the years, being a toy collector, especially in and out sure. of Toys R Us and a lot of retailers, there is a lot of shoplifting. There is a lot of toy theft. And it's something people don't think about. You're looking at jewelry and watches and thinking yes. you got to look out for that stuff. But toys, toys are shoplifted. Yeah, I knew you would bring some great insights, some stories. You go to these stores even more than I do. Back in the day, I went to more stores, but you're a collector. I mean, look around you. Sal Rodriguez (laughs) is a toy expert and collector. I wouldn't say that thieves are necessarily looking for, oh, I got to get this. This is going to go up in five years. No, but there's some high ticket toys on the shelves. Like you just mentioned jewelry. Well, that's not accessible, right? That's behind a closed, locked thing Mm -hmm. where a lot of toys are just kind of there in the aisles and some toys are pricier than others, right? So yeah. And when it comes to Toys R Us, who we talk about, we're going to talk about Toys R Us. There's no more real Toys R Us in the US anymore under the traditional storefront. But yeah, there has been a lot of theft and pilferage from all those retailers. And just to be clear, though, this was not why Toys R Us went out of business. This has nothing to do with why Toys R Us is no longer in operation. So a mother and son duo also found this interesting from Temerick, Florida, part of Miami metropolitan area, by the way, were arrested after stealing more than $2 million in merchandise. The son truly the mastermind, Michael Polera, 46 at the time, remember this was 2012, was indeed the main shoplifter and responsible for thefts at 31 Toys R Us stores in Florida alone, according to the Broward County Sheriff's Office. So I'd venture to say he could give your toy collection a run for the money. Well, maybe, because you know, Jason, when it comes to people stealing anything, usually they're looking at a quick sale. True. So 
even though you may have something of value, you got to think about where you can sell it, how you can sell it. Yeah. So these guys are out there trying to get stuff they can probably sell quick. And of course, you look at there's a lot of different avenues for doing so. You got your eBay. You can try to sell mm-hmm. on eBay. You can try to sell on Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. There's a lot of ways to try to get rid of what you stole, but you got to try to find a way to get rid of it. That's for certain. Yeah, I stand corrected. Your toy collection is superior to Polaris. <laughs> this is merely, this is a fraction. His is churn and burn, and you have stuff going back to the, I'm sure, even beyond the 80s. I'm sure you got 70s. So you probably got some real gems in there, so keep it up. I was just making a bad joke. So now his mother, Michael's mother, Margaret Polara, 70 at the time, rest in peace. She has since passed on was mainly a lookout on many occasions. And there was another accomplice, Travis Simpson, 43 at the time, who did the same. Because this was a skilled operation, Sal. And as for Michael Polera, he used a box stuffing method in which he would take a retail item, empty its box, and put in a more expensive item or items inside. He would then wander to the cash register and be charged for the less expensive item. Now, Sal, I watched the footage of Polara in action. I'm sure you did as well. I sent you the video link. And he was methodical, quick, decisive, used his lookouts, Mm -hmm. and knew how to avoid drawing suspicion to himself. So had you heard of this box stuffing technique? I wouldn't say it's revolutionary, but it's an interesting system and obviously very effective. Yeah, back when I was a teenager, allegedly. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We didn't use the box technique, but we would use the hollowed out book technique mm, for grabbing cassette tapes classic. or CDs. Yeah, so whether it be a box or whether it be a hollowed out book, you need something to put the items in. Yes. Yes. So this was their method, but I myself, allegedly, have never participated in the box technique, which I think is possibly a newer method. Yeah, must be. Another one of Polaris tricks on top of the box technique, which is Fantastic if you're into that type of thing. But he would purchase a cold water bottle. You know those like refreshments right by the register? You know, like gotta have it. He'd get a cold water bottle. So the cashier wouldn't want to also touch the box because, and I saw this in the video, there's an interview with him and he's a character, I gotta say. There's there's that. He's theatrical. They would touch the water bottle and get a wet hand and he would try to help them and hold the box so they would just scan it. You know, when you go to like Sam's or Costco, there's so many big items. They just kind of come over to the cart and do some scanning. Nobody may even touch the box. Sometimes at Walmart, you can have a large item in your cart. They come over, they scan it, and nobody has touched the box at all. And the reason being, Sal, any thoughts here? Well, you don't want them to realize that the box is suddenly four times heavier. Yeah. Why is this 75 pounds? (laughs) What happened here? And that's exactly why. So he has it down. He's got his techniques. And in the video, he's not afraid to uh, share those techniques. I thought that was really interesting. And Polaire's routine essentially was to take a big box item such as, because he needs a big box to start with, right? He can't just grab any box. He's got to go to something. And it points a few out here in the articles. A Chuck Dick's stunt set or... I'm sorry, what? Yeah, hello. This is what it said. <laughs> a Chuck Dick's stunt set or the Big Adventure Raceway. Now, I did look both of these up. The latter I saw on Amazon. So it's like race cars and Hot Wheels, whatever, and there's all these yes. tracks. And so, yeah, it's a bigger item, right? And probably yes. very light, but easy enough to pull out and dump the contents. 
I'm assuming you heard of the latter. You and I blanked on the first one. But he would then hide these products somewhere inside the store, often with the help of his mother and or Simpson, and then refill the box with the high-ticket, highly desirable goods, such as Lego merchandise. Specifically, it yeah, points yeah. out Harry Potter Lego sets, which are about 150 bucks. the Leap Pads or Inno tabs, and, and many more. So first of all, you can't go wrong with Legos. They seem to last the test of time. But have you heard of these other things, Elite Pads and Inner Tabs? I haven't, but I'm not in the toy or game or kid business. Any of those come to mind? No, no. Because you know why? I specifically usually stay in the lane of die-cast cars, action figures, figurines, the occasional okay. doll. But yeah, so when it's stuff like these uh, race sets and stuff like that, no, I'm probably not familiar with them. But you know what? Legos. Legos. are so popular. I mean, all of us, Always. anybody with an earshot probably grew up with Legos. Legos are more popular than ever. It's true. And so he's going for things that are popular, that have high value, and then dumping these things in these bigger boxes. So on May 9th, 2012, Toys R Us began investigating Polera and discovered that he had actually been in 139 of the chain's stores across 27 states, from Arizona to Maine, and had spent his own money, $6,738. It's a lot of water bottles. Yes, it is. And Sal, with Polaris box stuffing method, that nearly $7,000 yielded quite a fortune. Because yeah, besides the water bottles, he's paying for that one of these raceways, right? Sure. That are the, one of the Chuck Sticks stunt sets. Yeah. What, what, what could they yeah. be? 50 bucks, 40 yeah. bucks. And inside it's the old, there's- It's the old diversion tactic, effectively. Totally. Because I mean, when, when people think of shoplifters, like I used to work at a clothing store right outside of high school, and we were taught the guy comes in, he's wearing a trench coat, all, he looks yeah. all obvious, you know? Right. And then he just walks out. But no, you know, if you're a cashier, you're you're not thinking that the person purchasing something yeah. is also stealing. Hey, something. yeah, I'm here to get this. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'll take one of these waters here. Yeah, he's coming to and checking out. I wonder if he ever did self-checkout. I don't know if Toys R Us had self-checkout no, at the time no, because no, that became no. something later. Yes, yes. And I'm sure cameras got better. But I mean, as good as he was... He's still seen in the video, chunking yeah. out, getting a box up to yeah. no good. So whatever yeah. security people or whoever's looking at that surveillance isn't on it. I will say that. Well, two things. One thing is funny that he doesn't try to disguise himself in any way. True. He's just walking around yeah. as himself. The other thing is, no, there was no real security at Toys R Us. You had the employees on staff and that yeah. was about it. I don't think there was anybody in the back looking at cameras. There was no, I don't think, undercover officers. There was no uniformed officers. I would yeah. say that if you were going to shoplift, that American Toys R Us stores was probably a good spot. Obviously, Polera knew that, hitting 139 of them, wow. 27 states. So Polera may have been the Shakespeare of shoplifting, Sal, a maestro in the criminal art. I pulled this from one of the many articles I read. I'm not giving him his monikers, but I thought it was funny. But even the greats have their weaknesses. Polera's downfall was that he repeatedly used several of the same customer loyalty cards in his shoplifting foyers, which eventually led to Toys R Us building a case against Polera. And Sal, you say this all the time on this show, what happens to people at this point in time when they're having some success? What begins to happen? Where they get too greedy or they get sloppy? 
Both, but I'd say Both. greed for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. What are you thinking bringing loyalty cards into this? <laughs> Sal, if I'm Polara and I don't, you know, I'm not <laughs> advocating shoplifting, but yes. use cash and no yes. credit cards, and no. by no means do you use a customer loyalty card. Like yes. that's just taking a shot across the bow. Like they don't know anything. Like eventually yeah. you hit 139 of these stores across 27 states and they're gonna start to fact check. And this customer has visited so many, like doo -doo -doo, things start to yeah. add up. And so yeah. they basically went out and got Sergeant Rich Rossman, well, he was a representative, one of the investigators of the Broward County Sheriff's Office. And they started to probably have one of those walls. <laughs> and, you know, they have these mm -hmm. sightings yeah, where Polaro was like, okay, yeah, he's been at this one in Florida. Because yeah. he hit Florida a lot, but then he yeah. branched out. Yeah. And the Toys R Us loyalty program went by your phone number. So he was basically giving his phone number or at least a phone number yes, wherever exactly. he went. So yeah, they probably had in their investigation office, they had a whole map. They had the pins <laughs> yeah. in each of the areas. Yeah. So believe me, I was all over a few states going to the Toys R Us, but I was not shoplifting. I was no. just there as a toy collector. But yeah, this guy's giving his phone number out. They're yeah. matching it with the customer loyalty cards. And by the way, the way that worked is if you build up enough purchases, you get like a $10 off coupon. And, all, okay. and that sort of thing. So that's what that was. So this guy was probably getting the coupons, but meanwhile, he's doing the shoplifting as well. You're already making hundreds of thousands of dollars. What's $10 on a transaction? Or, you know, it's like, that's where, and again, I'm glad he did it. I'm glad they caught him, but this is the, either the ego or he just didn't know any better, Sal, or he just assumed everyone's asleep at the wheel, whatever, I might as well cash in. And he probably loved to tell that story. And we have some statements from him that will you kind of understand the character if our listeners or viewers have not seen him in action. Now, in addition to Toys R Us, it was learned that Polara had been stealing for over 10 years from various other retailers. So this became a non-toy crime, Sal, because he was in many CVS, JCPenney, Kmart, Macy's, Sears, Target, Walmart, he was stealing from all of them, Sal. This probably became an obsession. It's like a gambler. It was just like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to try this store. This is unbelievable. Well, effectively, this was his job because, right, we're, we're not yeah, learning anything that he had some sort of career. Yeah. This was his career. You're right. Yes. This was a full-time job. Well, Polera admitted to selling the stolen items because they started to put things together, Sal, as we've talked about. And uh, it wasn't long until they caught up with old Polera. He was selling things on eBay as well as fencing. And I'm assuming you're familiar with that term, right? Oh, sure. Fencing, you people steal the goods, they sell the goods. You know, the old-fashioned one we've probably all seen is you're at the gas station and guys drive up, hey, we got these couple speakers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the old speaker scam at the gas station, usually hitting up single guys usually, because yeah, we want to have good speakers, right? You got to be where uh, catalytic converters is a big thing. People stealing catalytic converters, people stealing batteries out of cars. The whole thing these investigators have to look for is how they're getting rid of these items. How yeah. are they fencing these items? What is the distribution channel for stolen goods? Have you bought any speakers when guys come rolling up like that at the gas station? Are they selling you real speakers, hot speakers? They're not just selling you a box of rocks, right? 
Well, no, that was part of the scam. Part of the scam was- Either you, one, right? You would buy the speakers. Oh, I'll give you 200 bucks for these speakers that you had an extra box of. And then they were either like dummy speakers or empty or broken or something like that. So the whole thing was just or a they scam. could be hot speakers. You just don't know. Don't risk it. Well, yeah, that's a whole other story. Yeah, But in any event, if anybody's approaching you at gas stations, beware. So Polaris records from eBay and PayPal show that he sold the items under- a few accounts, and they were named Linemart or and or Bymart USA. Pretty generic, Sal. And yeah. these two accounts alone took in a total of just under a million dollars, nine hundred nine thousand dollars. Wow, he was a power seller on eBay. Exactly. And Sal, wow. did you purchase any of those <laughs> toys behind you from Linemart or Bymart slash USA? Come on, this is that's a crime. We can we can Wouldn't share. Wouldn't that here. be crazy? That'd if be hilarious. From I gotta guy. look. This guy was selling some really hot <laughs> items. Wow. Oh, well, my. I do have some figures back there. Living dead dolls. I do have some. Mm. What I got an Exorcist stairwalk. Regan back here. Oh. That could have been from him. It's entirely possible. I have bought a lot of items from eBay. Buyer beware, Sal. <sighs> yes. So then Sergeant Rich Rossman said the following about Michael Polera in a press conference. And so we'll just go back and forth on these because some of these are pretty funny. Sergeant Rich Rossman says, this is without a doubt the number one prolific booster that we've ever come across. He also said he traveled the entire country doing this. He was a one-man wrecking crew. He called it the art of stealing. He also says he made it a goal of his to steal from all 50 states within one year, which he was very proud of. Wow, he hit all 50. I mean, that, that's impressive, Sal. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like this guy had some sort of agenda. It wasn't just that he was trying to steal and sell. No. He kind of had these goals in mind. Yeah. He was like, oh, you know, and I could probably hit all 50. And, and that's what I mean. It became more of an obsession than just like, I'm making good money. And now he just kept pushing the boundary. Yeah. And he's got to get them customer loyalty cards cranking, right? You got to get those points. And he's got to get good eBay reviews to keep that's selling. That's true. Power well. sellers. You're absolutely right. So... Rossman also said he told detectives that he made so much money from CVS stores alone that it paid for a nice vacation to Hawaii. Wow. So I hope he enjoyed the road to Hana in Maui, which is amazing, by the way. I've done it. I've done it. So how great is that, right? All the waterfalls. Yeah. Are you kidding that's me? in Maui. You got to visit Maui. Amazing, this guy. And he's living the life, Sal. He's a shoplifter with big dreams, big lofty <laughs> travel dreams. And so Michael Polera was charged with one count of dealing in stolen property, five counts of grand theft, four counts of criminal conspiracy, and two counts of felony petty theft. So in the end, he served just about two years in jail. This is one of the things, and we've talked about this before on That's a Crime. When you look at the penalty right. for what you had to do, so the question becomes, okay, well, would I spend two years in prison for mm -hmm. half a million dollars? Yeah, he made maybe $2 million plus. We don't even know, right? Okay, so by the time he split it with his mother and, and his accomplice. Yeah, Travis. In other words, for some people, it may be worth it to go to prison for a little while. You get out, you still have money. When you see the video, did you watch the interview of him? Yeah. He's completely at peace with it. He, <laughs> uh, he's a man about town. He's yes. got money. They didn't empty his bank account. I wouldn't no. think so. And he could just recreate it. He is an interesting guy. So yes, he took that. The reward was worth the risk and the two years in jail. 
As for Margaret, his mother, Margaret Polera, she faced, and there's not a lot of information on her because I know she passed away, but she faced one count of organized scheme to defraud, two counts of grand theft, two counts of criminal conspiracy, and one count of theft. I don't know how much jail time or if she was sentenced. That's all the information I could gather. And as for Travis Simpson, he was charged with 11 counts of grand theft, petty theft, conspiracy, and fraud. And again, I don't have any information on jail time. It was all really about the master shoplifter, Michael Polera. No, but you know what, Jason? This is what we know in recent times. But when you're looking at a mother-son crime team, yeah. you can only imagine that this has been going on Michael's entire oh, life. Uh, yeah, who taught him? You don't just all of a sudden in your 40s go, hey, mom, let's go shoplifting. This has been going on for decades. Yeah, he's probably like, mom, you know what you used to do when we were younger? <laughs> I got a next level plan. And she's yep. like, yeah, that's not bad. That box emptying technique's not bad. Let's get Travis. Let's go give us a whirl. Yeah. That's your, my boy. <laughs> your mom's in on it. And you watch that footage and you see him kind of interacting with them like their other customers because they're not in there together, by the way. I'm, I'm backing up to the video again. And they're almost like, it's a distraction. If you're going down an aisle and there's someone else there and they're having a quick exchange and he's doing something. So people are not looking at that anymore. It's smart. And they're looking out for each other and communicating, but not the there diversion, together. The diversion technique. Yeah. Hey, look over here. Oh, this yep. old lady just fell down. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who yep. knows, right? Yep. I mean, Everything. stuff's Everything. going down. So I'm glad they caught him. He pushed his luck there. The customer loyalty cards. Had he not done that, who knows when they would have got him. I mean, look at all the establishments he hit and how many states and how widespread this was. Now, Polera has the following statement, Sal, and we'll go back and forth on these as well, because now you get to see the character a little bit. Yeah. Straight out of the interview, he, he definitely is a character. You could tell he likes the attention right now. Oh, yeah. Very theatrical in his mannerisms. But he says... In regards to shoplifting, there's only five methods. He said, it's either on you, either if you're a female, it's in the purse, either it's in a bag or it's in a shopping cart or it's in a box. That's it. That's Polaris' five shoplifting <laughs> methods. He's just so quirky. Well, you know, because that video that we're talking about, the yeah. video clip, show some other shoplifters early in the video, and we see a guy shoplifting a chainsaw. In he shoves shorts. a chainsaw down his pants. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know if he made it out of the aisle because that is a, a terrible technique. But oh, uh, I hope so. I hope it was not gassed up. No. And he also says, Polera, when investigators asked him how much he stole from Toys R Us during his crime spree, he said, probably a whole store full. And he's probably right, Sal. Yeah. Because you know why also when it comes to fencing, see right now there's a whole thing going on as we speak. They are starting to clamp down on taxes, Venmo, mm -hmm. PayPal, mm -hmm. eBay and all that. Facebook Marketplace probably also. We'll see. But meanwhile, fencing stolen goods is still happening. Hey. Nobody cares. Yeah, whatever. Bootleg purses, nobody cares. But I'll get those taxes. And go ahead and take the last statement we have from uh, the master mind himself, Polera. He says, my nickname in jail, everyone has a jail name. I mean, they don't call you Michael. So you could assume what my nickname was. I was Toys R Us. Wow. Wow. This guy's like, I have such mixed feelings about this. On one hand, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I'm a toy collector. On the other hand, it's like, dude, 
What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're killing us. You're driving Toys R Us out of business. Yeah. And Toys R Us, though, still in other parts of the world. Yeah. I understand it's still big in Canada. I have visited Toys R Us in other countries. I visited Toys R Us in Abu Dhabi. Wow. What's it say? Does it say Toys R Us or are they, is there a translation? Okay. So Abu Dhabi is part of the United Arab Emirates along with Dubai. And it was the most beautiful Toys R Us I've ever visited with the most meager selection. Because you know what? <laughs> Abu Dhabi is called sort of a conservative state in the Arab oh, world. Yeah. So a lot of the toys that we take for granted here, maybe a gorgeous Barbie doll, they don't want it. Not so much. They do not want it. So I was in this store. It was gorgeous. And there was hardly anything in it. Wow. That's amazing. So that is a store that Polaro would probably just skip. Yeah. Oh, believe me, <laughs> this guy would not want to be caught shoplifting at a Toys R Us in an Arab country. No. He would be without hands. He would be handsless. Yeah. So that's it, Sal. That covers the master shoplifter steals millions in merchandise in 2012. I just thought of you. I was kind of hoping he was an exclusive toy thief, but as the story <laughs> unfolded, I thought, oh, there's yeah. enough here to talk about. It's interesting. It's lighter. You know, we like yeah. to cover lots of things here, Sal, and that's a crime. Mm -hmm. Yep. We cover everything from a misdemeanor to a murder. And yeah, this is, this is a very special one. Thank you for bringing this to my attention, Jason. For the most part, as a toy collector out there, the most you have to concern yourself with is the switcheroo. What happens is people yes. will buy a toy and switch it with a less expensive model and then return it and get their money back. So that happens oh, a lot, that's but that's a, usually what yeah. your average toy collector has to look out for. And so if you go buy a toy sale on the up and up and you go not to a big box store, but you go to a smaller store, because I used to collect cards, baseball cards, and you go to a yes. small shop back in the day. But yeah. do you go to a small place and could you be buying maybe a fenced item from them? Because you've said some toys are so hard to get. They can't keep this American werewolf in London on the yes. shelves, this new creature, this toy. But you wouldn't even know if you're buying stolen goods in a little mom and pop store, I guess, if you will. You would not officially know, but I think most people aren't thinking about that. All they're worried about is price gouging and scalping. Okay. Scalping is a big thing. So what happens is people will go to the big box stores buy like them Walmart, all up. they'll buy them all up and then they'll sell them for, you know, 20 bucks, 25 bucks increase on eBay. So okay. scalping is a big thing and switcheroo is a big thing. As far as guys like Michael and his team, that's next level. Luckily, yeah, you're not seeing stuff like this every day. Next level. Yeah. Let's hope they're out of business, Sound. There's not another, there's not a new Polera out there working right now. And things are different too. I mean, I think I would hope this is 2012. Yeah. We're 10 years removed from that. And I'm assuming that camera technology, everything is probably more dialed in. And even if someone got this going, this box technique, I'm assuming they would get caught much faster now. No, no, you're right. And one thing you want to remember also is do not give them your loyalty card. Oh my gosh. Number. If there's nothing <laughs> you've learned this episode, that's the one thing. That's the takeaway. Oh my goodness. So that covers it, Sal. Nice. That was great. Anything else to add? Hey, uh, have fun collecting toys out there the <laughs> legitimate way. Be legitimate. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code That's a Crime at manscaped.com. Thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the That's a Crime podcast as well as the That's a Crime YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving this show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any That's a Crime social media platform. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com.